Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application for last Sunday was to ask your spouse, children, friends, or employees where you need to change. Have them write out what they see as a need of change. See what the most popular area of sin is in you. Then each day practice some small action for about a, one week. Do not mention to anyone about the list. Your attitude will change with prayer, reading scripture, going to the sacrament of reconciliation and Eucharist. And through discipline, Watch for a very spiritual awakening for many people in your life. 
Well, I didn't get my list. Um, people were hesitant on saying this, but I did an area I need to change is in procrastinating. I will get a, I'll get a call from and not return the call for a day or two after. And sometimes I forget all about it. I recently caught myself doing that and texted the person the minute I saw his name in my phone and I apologized to him. Felt really bad, but I need to really concentrate on this area in my life. We'll go into uh, what what was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? This is one of the two questions at the very top of the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study. Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer those. Uh, it's good to help us to go back and look at it and answer those areas. And so kind of bring in last week's lesson and we'll answer them. And the other question is, from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, I went back and Deacon Ken, in one of his old books, he wrote, The Spirit of the Lord is Upon Me, Luke 4.18. And he answered that his application was, I can make a difference in other people's lives because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach, teach, heal, and deliver. And I answered that question, uh, a helpful thought for me is, Jesus was tempted by Satan for 40 days. Satan is constantly trying to tempt me not to believe in his healing love. And my application to that was to rebuke Satan whenever I feel like I am coming down sick with something and thank Jesus for his healing love. A scripture that helps me distinguish whether it is Jesus allowing something in my life or if it is Satan tempting me not to believe in Jesus' healing touch is John 10.10, where Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. We know the thief is Satan. And I came that they might have life and have it to the full. So anything negative is from Satan. Anything positive and uplifting is, comes from Jesus. So sickness and death are from Satan. So rebuke it when it comes. But today is the second Sunday of Lent. The gospel is Mark 9, 2 to 10. It's the transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart for them by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them, along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then the, from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. The word of the Lord. Go into the questions. 
Whom did Jesus lead up a high mountain apart by themselves and what happened to him? Mark 9, 2, Peter, James, and John. He was transfigured before them. How blessed those three were. He didn't take one alone, but three, so they could share with each other this spectacular event that took place in their lives. Two, what happened to Jesus' clothes? His clothes became dazzling white. White to me indicates purity. And we know Jesus was pure. He was sinless. And three, who appeared and what were they doing? Elijah and Moses. And they were in conversation with him. What are we to remember from Moses and what was Elijah sent to do? Well, Malachi 3 22 to 24 says, remember the law of Moses, my servant, whom I charged at Horeb with statutes and ordinances for all Israel. Now I am sending to you Elijah the prophet before the day of the Lord coming, before the day the Lord comes, the great and terrible day. He will turn the heart of fathers to their sons and the heart of sons to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with utter destruction. Wow, that's quite a, a message. So we know that Moses came to bring the law and Elijah came and prophesied. What did Peter say to Jesus what did he call him and what were their feelings? Mark 9, 5 and 6 says, Rabbi, how good it is for us to be here. And what did, he, what did he call him? Rabbi. And what were their feelings? They were overcome with awe. What happened to the centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus on the cross? Matthew 27, 54 says the centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening. And they said, truly, this was the son of God. Their fear brought them to believe. When Jesus asked the disciples, why were they terrified? What was the next question he put to them? That's Mark 4, 40 to 41. It was, do not yet, do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? What came casting a shadow over them? And what did the voice that came out of it say? Mark 9, 7, a cloud cast a shadow over them. And the voice said, this is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. Nine, what did Moses say would happen to those who did not listen to Jesus? Acts 3, 22 to 23. For Moses said, a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kinsmen. To him you shall listen in all that he may say to you. Everyone who does not listen to the prophet will be cut off from the people. When Moses went up the mountain, what covered it? 
what settled upon Mount Sinai and what happened on the seventh day. Exodus 24, 15 and 16 says, Moses went up the mountain, then the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled upon Mount Sinai. The cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud. A last question. When Peter, James, and John suddenly looked around, whom did they see? Mark 9, 8. Jesus alone with them. We'll go into the personal question. How clearly do you see Jesus to know what he is saying to you so you can listen to him? How do you see Jesus? What is he like to you? What do his clothes look like? And what is he saying and doing? Reflect on this. It's quite a few questions there. Well, I went back and Ken, Ken wrote, Deacon Ken wrote, I need to be alone to clearly see Jesus. And then I see him through the word. I meditate on him. Then I see him. He appears many times in the presence of someone who is hurting. He is always telling me he loves me and loves others. And I wrote, he has opened my eyes to see and understand him clearly in his word, and I recognize his voice through other people. Because of my study and observance of his word, I can tell. I see him clearly as I am reading the readings of the day, and he speaks to me through them. I see him as my Lord and Savior, and also I see him in the cry of the poor, those who are in need of his love. He is compassionate and just, also hungry and thirsty for his children's love. His clothes are brilliant as he is, radiant and all-knowing and lightning. Right now I see his clothes torn and dirty and his cry for our love. But when I feed the hungry and respond to the poor, they become dazzling white. He is saying to me, come, come follow me. And he is opening his arms and motioning with his hand to come to him. He is my Lord and Savior. I see him all loving, all enlightening. We look at him and the brilliance that he is, the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, worthy of all praise and honor and glory. And this commentary on this reading today. Today's gospel reading is the story of Jesus being transfigured on the mountain. The transfiguration revealed Christ's true nature as God's son. God's voice called out, Jesus from Moses and Elijah as the long-awaited Messiah with full divine authority. Moses was a sign of the law, and Elijah was a sign of the prophets. Jesus was the fulfillment of both the Old Testament law and the prophetic promises of the future. Jesus was not merely one of the prophets, and he was not a reincarnation of Moses. As the son of God, he far surpasses their authority and power. Jesus is the source of all authority and power. 
We must listen to Jesus and then evaluate all the other authorities in light of his revelation. The apostles were startled and frightened as they looked upon Jesus and saw him for whom he really was. They were transfigured in their hearts and were able to see him with their hearts as well as with their eyes. Jesus told them not to speak about what they had seen because they would not understand it themselves until Jesus had risen from the dead. They had been given the incredible gift of seeing the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Mark 9, 1. They would see that when Jesus rose from the dead, as his power over death would reveal to all that he is God. It was natural for the disciples to be confused about Jesus's death and resurrection because they could not see into the future. When Jesus becomes the Lord of our life, we will see him just as Peter, James, and John saw him. He will make our heart radiant and our mind clear and sharp. He will transfigure us right where we are. He knew that he could not stay up on the mount, that mountaintop because he had come to transfigure the people in the lowly, dark valleys. We do not have to be confused or frightened because we have his Holy Spirit within us. 1 John 4, 4, he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. The disciples saw the radiance in Jesus' face because they saw him with spiritual vision. Scripture tells us what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and what has not entered the human heart, what God has revealed to those who love him. This is the transfiguration that God has revealed to us today through the Holy Spirit. Our application this week, the first reading tells us that our times of testing, in our times of testing, we are growing in moral development. The second reading shows us the incredible power of God's redeeming grace. The gospel shows that being transfigured is letting the radiance of Christ shine in you and through you. This week, look for only the good points in those around you. Speak only about what is good and about them. No flattery, just affirmation, and watch them go through a transfiguration right before your eyes. Try it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time with you today, and we thank you for revealing so many truths to us, that you are so brilliant and so loving and so caring, and you reveal yourself to us, and we don't have to worry or fret. We thank you, Lord, for your love, just healing love. We thank you for always being with us and guiding us and telling us and speaking to us. Help us this week to listen to you, Lord, to listen to you as you speak to us through your word and when you speak to us through each other. Help us to listen and not only just to listen, but to do what you say. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S. G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.